0: I was recording the whole time I was gone too. Awesome. Welcome back to the Side by Side Guys Off-Road Podcast. I'm Big Z and we are in the studio today with a guest from the other side of the world a.k.a. the East Coast, Mr. Billy Campbell of the Southern Gap Outdoor Adventure. Uh, if you don't know what the Southern Gap Outdoor Adventure is, or as I refer to it as the SOGA, um, the, uh, <laughs> this is an off-road event space, camping space, RV space place out in uh, Virginia. Uh, last year, I got the chance to see the uh, area and the people and uh, the culture out there when we went out with UTV Takeover. Uh, but this year Billy's got a big event going on and we want to talk about that. But first, let's get into the introductions and and who we're talking to today. Billy, how you doing?
1: I'm doing very well, Zach. Great to great to be on here with you. I appreciate you taking the time.
0: Yeah. So you are are you the owner? Or are you the manager? What are you what are yeah. you out there at the Southern Gap in in, in yeah. Virginia?
1: Yeah, I'm the owner of Southern Gap Outdoor Adventure. We're we're a we started it out as a campground at a trailhead for some uh on the Spearhead Trail system, uh back in 2017. Uh, the Sperry Trail System is a, a network of trails riding on reclaimed mine property uh, here in Central Appalachia. We're in a little next to a little town called Grundy, Virginia. Uh, it's the center of the world. If you go anywhere in the world, <laughs> you'll meet somebody from Grundy. Uh, we're, we're more than uh, we're like Kevin Bacon, you know, never <laughs> more than two degrees from a So, but we're here. A lot of mining happened in the area. So, what we did, we take advantage of some of the old mining areas and uh, some of the new mining areas. We we don't really have flat ground, so we we created a little flat spot up there with some mining back in the, the late uh, or the early two thousands. And and me and my partner were mining engineers, by trades. So we like this little spot. We said this would be a great place for a campground. Uh, at that time, about 30 miles of trail uh, opened up there. Uh, the county was also working with an elk release site, so we had wildlife being introduced to the area. So the need and necessity for camping came up, and all of a sudden, we just you know it just started growing and growing and growing. And today, we have about 250 miles of of riding trails centered out from our site.
0: And, and so, so the people that that are listening and don't really know what's going on out mm-hmm. there uh your area is inundated with a culture of mining and, and working hard in the mountains yeah. and and taking stuff out of the ground and it's really kind of been the economic force in that area um, and as mining gets less the epa comes down on mining as as things transition to other technologies and other locations and things like that um some of these mining sites it, it or even after they get expired, right? Like they, they mine all the minerals out. They, now what do you do with it, right? You got to reclimate that right. area. Uh, the area that you're talking about, these mountains and these valleys and, and all these connected systems uh, weren't really riding areas per se. Like all the guys that live out there, they all know how to get around and they have their own trails and stuff. But you're talking about the spearhead trail system, which wasn't really like an established thing until you know relatively recently where, where you guys have started to invest money into... Creating trails, signage, markers, you know, tracking and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and then the elk preserve stuff is is a whole another aspect of it reintroducing, you know, nature to these mining areas. Can you speak a little bit about the area, how how you guys came about it, like how you approached, you know, building on a site, acquiring the site, like how does that all work when someone's thinking about starting a whole like campground and, and riding area yeah. and trail systems yeah. and all that stuff?
1: Yeah, we, we were fortunate, as I said, you know, I was a mining engineer, so I was working with the mining companies uh, 20 years ago when they started going in and remining these areas. And what we had was an uh, opportunity arose for the county to purchase a, a big piece of property. We actually got about the county purchased about 3,800 acres of property in that area. And that lend to so doing some post mining land uses of some commercial properties and whatnot, with some industrial areas, some places that we could create jobs to diversify from the, from the coal economy that we, that we are still, you know, attached to. And, but we understand in the future, those, those things will be depleted. So we had these 3,800 acres up there and things started going on. And there was an area in the middle and some, and some, rough terrain that the the county acquired that was like what can we do with that area and you know there was ideas of golf courses and whatnot but hey we came in there and said you know what this this really doesn't lend to it there's golf courses everywhere so what, what makes us special so, I, I, I don't know yeah. i would be
0: willing to play play a golf course where you you shoot off the tee and it, it drops a, a mile down range <laughs> many
1: times i've teed from the top of the mountain and go down a holler so but but we we looked at it and and because of the timing that was going on like i said with the wildlife releases and everything the outdoor recreation concept was really was really you, got, you know, grasped onto by the Buchanan County uh, and the town of Grundy and, and the neighboring Dickson County. And, and Spearhead was a regional system that was trying to figure out how to do a, a recreational, uh, promote recreation in southwest Virginia. And I and I mean southwestern Virginia, not Southwest Virginia. <laughs> we are we are we are in Virginia, but we're we're about as far west as you can get in Virginia. I'm about 15 miles from Kentucky and about 15 miles from West Virginia, so we're down here in the in the corner. But as you said, we're deep, deep, deep in the coal coal areas, and our our heritage is bluegrass, is you know uh, coal. It's it's everything, and our, our people are really tight knit. So. So when we had the idea of putting the campground in there, we started getting people from all over the country coming to stay in the campground. And, and within like three years, we'd had somebody from all 50 states and six countries come and spend the night here. And, and suddenly, Buchanan County and Grundy, Virginia, was becoming a vacation destination. And that, that, that really excited what we could do with it. And like you said, you'd, we had partnered with uh, the UTV Takeover guys to come out and host an event on the site. And that kind of opened the door of what we could do with our area. Uh, we've got um, personally we have about fifty acres that sits right in the middle of that three thousand acres uh, that the county owns, and there's about eighty nine hundred acres of area that the trails go. And we're, and again, we're dead center of it. Um, it's not like out west. We don't have sand, we don't have dunes, but we have rocks, we have cliffs, we have straight up and down areas. We have old, you know, old mine benches. Uh, so we have everything from easy riding to, to really technical steep riding. If you want to try to go up some areas and roll back down the hill, you, you, you can do it. <laughs> We've got those kind of areas. So.
0: Yeah. I was totally impressed by just the, um, how do you say it? It, it? It's they're not virgin trails, like they're established and people ride them all mm. the time. But yeah. when we're coming out from like the west coast and northwest, where I'm at, where it's all logging roads and and industry up in the mountains, uh, your writing isn't is more of a, a reflection of that industry and what they've left over. Where mm. out on the east coast, you know, a lot of a lot of the writing's private land, a lot of the writing is you know these little systems that have are established nooks and crannies of different areas and and you don't really get to get out and stretch and go to different places and and i was really impressed by just the fact that the little bit of writing i I didn't get to do a lot of writing because when i was out there i would just come out of uh an accident on the freeway and and i was in a lot of pain and and all that so but i did see a little bit of it and and the just that kind of raw nature of those trails where it's you know one second you got you got You know, broken up shell. On the next one, you got slick rock going up the side of a hill. The next, you got some mud pits where deep down in the hollers, where it's not evaporating, it's just staying wet and muddy the whole time. Like there's just this variation of terrain where you just never get a chance to like space out. You're always focused on. There's another thing. There's another turn. There's another dip. There's another hill. Uh, I I was really intrigued by that. That's the kind of style riding that I really kind of enjoy because. It just intrigues all your senses when you're out there. So I really found it as an interesting riding destination. And with you know, the, the spearhead trail system growing and being more established and more right. um, uh, welcoming to visitors from out of state, uh, it really is kind of a destination, I think, that people need to take a look at. Um, what other trail? I mean, do you, there was talk about those trails connecting to extended trail systems. Has that, has yeah. that happened? And, and what does that look like?
1: Yeah. It's, it's still going and we're progressing and we're keep as you said, there's a lot of private land here. So working out land agreements that allows us to stretch and connect these systems is still going on, but yeah, right at the moment we're you can come here and you can ride for an hour and a half in one direction. You think you're in the middle of, you know, the wilderness and there's, you're never going to figure out how to come down. And all of a sudden you drop <laughs> off the hill and you're in, you're in the town of Grundy or you're in the town of Hayside, or you can ride over to the into the Kentucky and the breaks interstate park. So there's, there's all these options. And, and, and again, the the terrain will lend you. to You know, it's we're not deliverance. You know, you might hear a little bit of banjo picking <laughs> in the hollers, but but it's not that scary. But it does, it does. It's adrenaline filled. I think you described it and hit it right on the head. You have to. You know, you don't want to look down and read a text message while you're riding on the trails because you could end up rolling down the holler. You know, a couple thousand feet, so that's not what you want to do. But, <laughs>
0: yeah, that's but the, yeah. the the drop offs. They might have trees in them, but if you look down through the trees, you're you're going to go for a while. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. We've had we've had a couple people that I had a guy drop of Polaris over the side and he just said, I'm not gonna get it. So he left. <laughs> so that, <laughs> that, that, that happens sometimes, but not not all the time. But the riding's great and, and and not only the riding, the terrain and the trails are awesome, but the thing you're gonna do when you come up here and ride these trails, you're gonna meet our guys are local people that are riding it and they stop and want to talk to you and introduce themselves, find out who your uncle Ann is, you know, your grandparents were, (laughs) even though you might be from Oregon or Washington or California, they, they, they want to get to know you. So our culture really is, is about opening arms and embracing everyone. So I think people that come here always come back, you know, that's, that's the, that's the cool thing.
0: I I find it funny when you're out there and you see everybody, you know, riding in, in some of these events or whatever, but uh, you always know who's from there and who's not from there, cause the car that has the suspension and the portals and the big tires and though it's seventy eight inches wide and all that, they're not from there. The mm, local no. guys, they've <laughs> got little fifty four inch machines. You know, their only wheelbase is maybe like seventy inches, and they're just powering up those mountains, sending up full pin, and they don't hold back at all. And if you don't pay attention, those big cars, you're gonna get left behind with those guys.
1: Yeah, they know that they're they're trail rats, trail dogs. We got a lot of old guys that, that run around and that, you described it. I mean, they've got they've got all their little accessories to keep everything on, but they're yeah, it's not not a lot of flashy units that are here locally, but they're they're they'll keep up with everybody. So,
0: so you said you have uh, around fifty acres or so on top of the, yeah. the mine site there. Um the I just noticed I started getting the draw. see every time I talk to you, I start talking like you all <laughs> down there on the east coast. There you go. Um, but uh, looking at your website, and you know, got some beautiful pictures and stuff. But you guys really do have kind of a unique camping experience there at the Southern Gap. Um, you know, for some a lot of our listeners are West Coast, Northwest, Southwest, Midwest. Um, they they don't really understand the East Coast, you know, environment. They just think it's just a bunch of hills and trees, um, and hurricanes. But you guys don't really worry about those so much, but but you do have a lot of unique weather and terrain and topography. Uh, but that but the Southern Gap has really established itself as a really welcoming place for vacationers, right? Like they can you yeah, can travel yeah. to there. You have full hookups. You got showers. That's you correct. got you know all the amenities. Yeah. You're only what a few minutes away from from Grundy to get resources yeah. from Walmart or whatever. Uh, kind of give us a rundown of of the establishment there. You guys got a, an amazing beautiful building that you personally have invested many hours blood sweat and tears to build uh that actually hosts events and stuff so just give us the rundown of the site up there and and what people could you know maybe plan to go to or look forward to visiting
1: yeah we've got well like like you said the campground we've got five cabins that are that are that you know full bathrooms in them uh, kitchenettes so they there's there's they're bunked up they're not storage what i call storage building cabins these are actually stick built you know solid cabins there's things that my wife would stay in that's how I i've said so decide i it. can vouch yeah, for so, them. yeah that, that's that's what they are so we've got five of those to rent in, and we have uh 19 full hookup sites with uh wi-fi uh you know everything going sewer water you know, 50 amp hookup sites then we've got areas to spread out to that we can do a lot of dry camping and that's in the events like the event we got coming up the uh, with mountain mayhem we have you know fields that we can spread out to and and I think last year we had something like 200 RVs up on site. But you can come there and stay all year round. We have riders come in, in January, like you said, to ride in the snow, get up here and experience that portion. Um, the fall of the year is probably our prime time. When you come in the fall, the colors, the scenery is just amazing and breathtaking. And then the elk are there. We have about a herd of about 300 elk that free range right at the center around our site. They'll be bugling and fighting in the fields below. We've got lookout terraces for them to go to. And then then everything is centered around what is is the visitor center. It's a 7,000 square feet center that kind of shows some of the heritage of, of of Buchanan County, of our coal heritage, uh, our wildlife resources. Uh, people are you know getting married there. We're having concerts there. We're having you know we have uh, business conferences there. And it's again, like you said, it looks like you're in the middle of nowhere, but then you drop off the hill and you're in civilization. Um, uh, but but we've we tried to supply. We wanted you. We want you to feel outdoors there, but we want you also to have the things, the creature comforts that everyone's used to now. So we've got all that there, uh, and we we've taken personal pains though. To try to make it beautiful and and, and feel that way, um, and we had a, a gentleman come and stay there from Australia, and he stayed in the RV. And all of a sudden, he came. You know, he said the next morning said, "I was sleeping in my RV last night, and said I could hear this noise, this big pump." pop, pop. And you know what that noise was? <laughs> said, my wife, we, we looked for it for about 15 minutes. We finally realized it was the clock ticking. We never heard the clock ticking in our RV. In your own so, RV. <laughs> in your own RV. So, you know, if you want to come stand on the mountain and, and be away from all the noise of the world and, and see the stars, and, and it's a great place to visit the vacation and do that. And then you can trail ride, like I said, the, but trail riding is an aspect of what we have there and, and they hike, they bike, they do all kinds of other things on the trails. Uh, it is it is a unique experience. It's We bring a little West coast with the or, or the midwest and, and jackson hole back to grundy is what we're kind of trying to do so we bring a little <laughs> bit of that feel that vibe but but uh, you know then we've always had a you know an off-road kind of group is always and back when we were young you know, we were riding the riding motorcycles and dare take a three-wheel or some of these hills but we did it and you know that was but the industry's grown and modified to what it is today and and uh, and we're taking advantage of all those old jeep trails and everything that was left by the by the mining industry like you said sure.
0: So one thing that I had to take away from on my visit last year was just the community aspect of, of the area, right? Like people think the East coast, a lot of people's perspectives uh, in my area are, you know, high people, density, big cities like that, or out in the middle nowhere, doing distills out in the trees and like doing all sorts (laughs) of stuff. Uh, but I did notice that, you know, pretty much everybody there either is connected one way or another to each other as far as through community or through programs or services or work or whatever. Um, and it's not like, you know, you just know somebody from work. It's like you've lived life at least a little bit with that person. And so everyone yeah. has a story. Everyone has like this this timeline that you can follow into everybody else and every other territory. And I think it's fascinating to talk about the off-road scene where the off-road community is so intertwined and so personal and so willing to help each other and so willing to get out and explore and, and help you recover your car and, and fix your parts or whatever. Um, and I think that the little mining communities like Grundy and, and Hayside and all that stuff, they represent that in a day-to-day life outside of off-road. And it's kind of cool yeah. to see that aspect follow through, off-road into day-to-day life and it's a a unique place and and can you you, you're you're more than just a a, a campground owner right you're more than just that like you're involved deeply in the community i mean you have your, your day job is working the environments and these and these companies that everybody has ties to it's it's on sundays with your with your church and all that stuff like give us a little bit of background about the community how that impact like your decision to open this and and to maybe expand out the tourism into trail riding and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. What you said is exactly right. We are all intertwined, you know. And, and there's nobody here that really is does one singular thing. You know, I'm an I'm an engineer by by trade. I, I own a campground. I'm a, I'm a pastor of a Primitive Baptist Church that that we're we know everybody. Like you said, I've we've grown up with everybody. I know everybody's kids by name. And and then when somebody else comes in here, that our community has taken ownership of what we've done on the mountain, and they they don't think of that as being my place. They think that as being our place. But can't County's place, so when they bring their 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 children or their cousins come in and visit, or somebody comes from out of town and comes to their home, they take them up on the mountain. They sit in the visitor center. They go out and look at those things. So they've taken it as a uh, as a, a source of pride for what you know we are here, and and that's that just kind of you know tears me up sometimes to think about how much everybody you know everybody feels that it's theirs. That's what we wanted when we started. You know, was give some you know to change some apathy about some you know economic situation of our area is going down and. We've had a lot of people raised in some in some poverty conditions and and we wanted to, you know, have something here instead of people going away to always try to find something is have something here. They they can own and they can say this is ours. And that's that's what Southern Gap has become. Uh, you know, to what it's what we're trying to keep doing with it. And we're seeing that, you know, when I see I see, you know, I had a man, uh, there was a man that was on uh, Survivor a few years ago, passed away uh, at least this month. And the family would put up a thing and said, what the things he loved to do, he loved outdoors, he loved Survivor, and he loved going to Southern Gap Outdoor Adventure. And, that, you know, <laughs> wow. and I was just like, that. that's that's just something that, you know, just touches your heart when you have that kind of thing that occurs that everybody just loves coming here and then we got young kids that are going up there riding meeting each other they get engaged they get married there they honeymoon there you know and we want that to continue to be on. i want to bring the bring their grandkids back to southern gap and, and show them those things so so the more we can do to keep getting that word out there you know i do want you guys on the west coast to be able to experience the east coast hospitality the east coast uh culture you know we we're not a bit ashamed about what we are uh, we're proud of it and we want people to come in and get a taste of it you know we're not ignorant backwoods kind of people we're loving we're you know we've got that like you said help help you and we'll, you know give our last dollar to help you out if you're stuck you know we'll bring you home and feed you if you don't have food and that's that's just kind of the way our whole people are so
0: and i mean you guys had you know some natural disasters here not too long ago where right, yeah. down in these. Hollers where the water's coming down the mountains and sweeping away trailers and houses and you know dwellings that people have lived in all their life and don't really have economic support to to push out of that situation right so they they depend on these little things that they do own that they don't have to pay on and and all these different things uh, and you guys had some floods come through there and I know that the off road community specifically was helping out with their UTVs going through the flooded areas and rescuing people yeah. and pulling animals out and all that stuff.
1: That's correct. And the The ATV community here, the local riders, when that flood occurred in Hurley, we were, you know, we all, everybody, instantly went over there. We were riding on some outlaw trails to get to these houses that were that were cut off because of the rising waters, and rode down railroad tracks and got people back to safety. and And the community's still recovering from that. But, but again, that's something that we we saw in an instant of time. Not only the, the off road community, the people that had been here, uh, you know, people from down South Carolina, from Tennessee, from 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 Kentucky, those areas, they came in and said, "What can we do to help?" and uh, and that 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 kind of uh, embracing and connection that we have with everybody outside of it, I think, is one of the things that we're trying to continue on with Southern Gaps.
0: So, when you talk about you know claiming the area and building it back up and being an economic contributor to the community mm-hmm. versus just somebody that takes people's money in the community, um, you know, how does how does the image that you had in your head when you started this whole concept compared to the way it's developed now and and what's what was the things that were unexpected and surprised you about that that journey you took to get to where you're at now and how does that reflect to your future and what are you looking forward to do
1: well i mean the well of course getting started you know the the um, the, the reach they went was faster than we thought it would i mean i didn't think that that we would have families from Wisconsin vacationing at our place within the first year, but they did. And uh, social media, this this way of outreach, is, it, it surprised me. When I first came into this, didn't know how to get our name out there. So we took a couple of print advertisements and those kind of things, and, and we really didn't get our name out there. But Facebook and, and Instagram and and these things just all of a sudden started reaching us out to communities that we didn't have any. You know, people come here and say, how would you hear about us? And and Facebook and those things were the big things. So that that surprised me. And, and we've, we've learned how to take advantage of that. Uh, the visitor center coming up. That's the that's the kind of the key thing that we wanted to do, and I didn't know how successful it would be. And but it has become again like it's it's a home. You know, we're we're privately operating it, uh, but we partnered with the county to construct it. And and what we want it to be is that that open door. It's open seven days a week. Uh, you know, the people can just come there for free. They don't have to pay to get onto our property to get in those areas. They come and they go. They go view the oak, They do those things. And that's what we wanted to keep being, and we wanted to grow. We want to, you know, our capacity of campground. We've got areas to grow with that. We wanted to keep going so that more and more people can come in. Uh, but these events, like what, what we're getting ready to have in July, those are the things that that we got a taste of, and we we think that 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 event, those events themselves gave our community a lot of pride just to see those coming in. They wanted. They were as we say, they were tickled to death to just go up there and look at the number of state tags that were out of there <laughs> and meet people they wouldn't normally meet. I mean, we've got, we've got kids here in school that sometimes the first time, you know, out of, uh, out of leaving the state is on a senior trip. You know, they've lived their whole life here. And then all of a sudden you turn around and you've got people from all over the world coming here and and, and intertwining. I th- that just, that that's what surprised me is how fast it went and that's what i wanted to continue to do that's what that's what our goal is
0: so you you've alluded to some events now we've talked a little bit about the takeover event that happened over the last few mm-hmm. years um and going into this project with the the event center and all that was was these big off-road outdoor mega things in your area something that you had in mind or was that something that was like that you just kind of evolved into it and it really kind of took off
1: it kind of evolved into it and took off. I mean we, we were doing things like community night rides. We would do uh, you know some things in the day where we would come up there and group up and we would we, we like this this Saturday we're having a give back community night ride where people bring canned food to participate in the night ride. They can bring pet food or canned food and that's their entry fee and to come and participate in it. And then we ride into Grundy and do some things. But those are the things that we were starting out doing and then then the the other you know that large event that we had, you know in takeover in the past showed us that, that we do have the capability of hosting and then being that kind of large significant event in the outro community. So we it showed us what we can do with the area. And, and so what we did when, when UTV Takeover decided to stay out west and, and this year and do that, it, it brought an opportunity for us to say, well, how can we continue what was going on and put our own little bit of feel to it. So we you know we we've added a little bit of a few things to it and and we're excited about it. Like we're we're not doing everything exactly the same, but, but we learned from what, what worked well, and we're going to try to compound on those things that worked well and some things that we've had the people just ask for. we said, well, we'll try to do that. So, so that works out know, about that event. So,
0: so- uh we'll talk about that here in a second i'll get dive into mm-hmm. that a little bit um but you, you've had some really interesting events also throughout the year that are super interesting like uh your game nights where you guys have like different game meets out and you've got cooks out there cooking stuff and yeah you can you can sample all sorts of different uh-huh. stuff i mean that to me as somebody that's a, a foodie guy like that totally <laughs> intrigues me right and yeah, uh right? to kind yeah. of combine the outdoors and 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 riding and, and food and and community and all that Uh, there's a lot of aspects in something like a a place like this in a unique setting like this where you can really have unique events
1: yeah we have elk fest in the fall that's that's what you're speaking of it's the uh, this weekend this year's fourth weekend in October, but we we do things where we have arts and crafts, the community, we have you know, moonshine makers, blacksmiths, uh, everything come up to the top of the mountain. A lot and,
0: of people's ears uh, just perked up in their cars. Just
1: perked up, <laughs> <laughs> but but we we do that, and and then we also, as you said, we kick it off with a wild game dinner. Uh, so we're still that's that's the the peak season of of elk uh, viewing and 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 rutting. So they they get to go out and look at those. But we we eat elk, we eat bison, bear. Um, Wild boar, uh, rabbit, pheasant. You know, we have uh, deer, all the, all that, and we, and we're serving it different every year. And, and those little dinners sell out. We do concerts. We do. Our, that's our cultural concerts. We do our, our usually bluegrass uh, festival during that time. Uh, we've got some, we got some famous guys uh, in this home in this area. This is Ralph Stanley's home place. This is uh you know, the some legends of uh, Larry Sparks and these guys, Chris Stapleton, Tyler Childers. They're all right from this area. So, so we got a great musical. Uh, source of, of talent here so we try to showcase that a little bit and then do some things with that on that event and and it, it's growing as well and it's it's it is unique again it's it's another um there's a couple of places on the east coast that do something similar but not quite what we do and we're trying to grow that as well
0: so you had mentioned uh that you guys actually do get snow out there uh, i wasn't really quite. Educated enough, I guess, on the area on the different seasonal um, riding capabilities you guys have out there. Kind of give us a rundown of what the year looks like on seasons and and what that riding experience would look like.
1: Yeah, so like January, February, and and March. You know, that's that's you want to come ride, you, it's going to be cold, but they enjoy it. You know, we will get usually in February, late January and most of February and a little bit of March is when we really get most of our snow here. We can, we can get snows up to probably 18, 24 inches. Uh, then we we'll get some skips of snow come down, but, but we've got some wide open fields that are out here around our part. And then when the snow comes, they, they come out there and be dragging inner tubes behind the, behind the side of sides and playing out there in it. So that's, so that's what our first of our year is like, but you know, in, in what it is, too, it's a different visual you know we don't have a lot of uh uh pine trees and and deciduous trees but you know we so the leaves all fall and then you see the trails of the mountains in a totally different light that right. time so everything looks differently and that's when you can kind of see the history of what the mines have done you can see open auger holes, and you can see old mine uh, equipment that, that was thrown in the hills and, and some old, you know, tin chutes that the coal was transferred down that you could actually see out far away. and uh, You can see the towns down beneath you in the, in, the, in the earlier part of the year. Spring starts sliding up. This is everybody likes this time of year in riding because it's not too hot not too cold and it's moist you know so we get we get some water <laughs> falling down there and we don't have a lot of dust now now in the middle of the summer we ride dusty you know we, you want to come here don't be afraid of the dust you know we, we do have some we do have some um, dust kick up in the middle of the year but in the middle of the year we you know we get some good exciting riding when, when it does rain you know the mud holes come up get excited uh we don't have really swamps in the area like they do down south but but we have bogs that are on the old benches and everything that have been through, you know, and that's, that's some fun stuff. You can find water and, you know, be dust all day and go play in that water. And then back, I said, again, fall of the year is probably our most popular time that people just come and visit uh, because of the colors, because of the temperatures. Again, uh, everything calms down. It's just a uh, beautiful riding, family oriented riding. And we got a lot of people out on the trails with the kids and teaching kids uh, to ride. Um, and then, you know, that makes the loop back around, but we've got a little obstacle course that we leave open. That's a little area that, they bring the young ones up with their motorcycles or small 500s and do things. And they just, parents will set the parking lot and let the kids go out and ride for four hours and then come back and take them back home. And they're not getting out of sight. So that's, that's a neat little aspect that we've added to the campground in the area that they, they enjoy as far as the riding community goes.
0: Something I noticed when I was out there was how um, kind of encompassing the riding experiences with a family. If you have a family that likes to go out and ride, like everybody has their own unique vehicle that they ride in, and they all ride together. So you could have somebody in a, like an RS1, you could have somebody on a dirt bike, you could have somebody on a severely underpowered ATV, and then you could have somebody on a big mudding machine, all of the same family, all riding together. And I found that really interesting because so many times we go to these different areas around the country and ride and everybody does the same thing. Everybody has the same build. Everybody has the same accessories. Uh, but I found that super unique out uh, where you guys are, where every single person's car is so sp- specific to them and what they like and it's not specific to the train or the location or whatever it's just it's their car and you know it's their car and you will you could have the exact same model next to somebody else's and it'll look nothing like the car next to it
1: Hey, we're, we're, known very much, you know, we, we get a, a vehicle, we bling it up, you know, we got our own way of doing it. You know, we, we can redneck up a vehicle quick. So everybody does put their own signature on their vehicle. Uh, they'll, I mean, they'll do their own modifications to their, to their cages. They'll do their own, their own unique tree kickers. They'll. Do, they, everybody does their own kind of thing. And we got a lot of guys here that are just awesome, uh, welders and manufacturers. And they, they do this, they did it for the industry for years. Now they're retired and they tinker. So, you know, you, like you said, every machine is a one-off you know it's not you're not gonna you, you can run around and look at them and and you'll say where did you order that like, i didn't order that i made that yeah you know, there's there's one of the trails there's an odyssey sitting out there on parked on the trail i, I had a kid riding an odyssey up on the on the, the uh the the obstacle course a little while ago and i said hey there's a there's a throwback to the 80s you know yeah so it's but they they'll do it and everybody just tries to make their own their own devices you're right
0: So you have a big event coming up. You have events throughout the year that, you know, happen Mm -hmm. at the event center or outside on, on Mm -hmm. the fields or, or whatever. Uh, But this is your kind of your first like premier event that you guys have, as far as I understand that you guys are really putting on um, at the location Mm -hmm. And uh, this is this is really kind of meant to supplement the whole last one takeover left last this season uh, and, and bring the community back around this off road environment. This, this thing that everybody loves doing. Um, and so kind of give us the rundown on on this event, what it's called, uh, the, the t- dates and times, uh, but really what people can do and expect and and be a part of when they're there and who's supporting you
1: okay yeah so the event we're going to do is in the last weekend of july july 27th 28th 29th and 30th uh it's called southern gap mountain mayhem and that's uh, the name came out of it you know we see people come up there things going crazy all over the place you know and and it's you know unique to our area so we there's some areas we can go and it's just be a hill climb or something like that but we're trying to add all these events so we've taken events that that takeover kind of did over here and we've we've added to them we showed them kind of some things that we had done back in our area so we're gonna we're going to do some those things but all three days we're going to have riding competitions going on on the property uh, event pass gets you in and, and lets you ride all of the spearhead trails while you're here for for that event pass uh, so everybody that's coming in wants to try out the trail system is able to the, during that weekend and, and you guys beautiful- do have
0: a pass system out yeah. there right like that's it's, correct it's yeah. not just free open ride. you're supposed to have a tag on your car to go ride these areas that's correct
1: yeah it's a tag for for all the areas that spearhead has in virginia so an annual i'll let you ride on on everything in virginia for that year uh, but you' during this event that's open so it's kind of like a marketing campaign for them as well to get people out on the trails so uh, it's similar to what whathafell mccoy you know does it's a real you know a parallel system to that uh, but but on those days we're you know we've we've uh, we, we kind of expanded out what we were going to do you know who we were what we were going to try to do and we contacted some people that had been there in the past and we reached out and and one of the big requests was is getting kawasaki to come back and, and do their demo rides. So Kawasaki is one of our title sponsors this year. Uh, Maxis Tire is a title sponsor coming back. We're going to we have a, a vending uh, area set up where where these uh, these guys can come and show off the latest they've got, and then you can do acquisitions on the uh, at the site. Um, we, we set up a, I've got a food court. We, we're, we're kind of flipping things from what UTV did. Uh, we're on the layout itself. We're using the visitor center as the as the main area. So we got the food court over there in front of the visitor center. We're going to have about, about seven food trucks. Um, we're going to have a concert area this time. So on, on Thursday and Friday nights, we're going to have basically rock concerts uh, going on and, or on Friday and Saturday night, I'm sorry, uh, have some rock concerts going on. We've got some uh, actually a nationally known band coming in headlining on Saturday night. Uh, Goodbye, June coming out of Nashville. They're touring with whiskey Myers right now. And right before they come to us, they're going to be in the uh uh, I think it's Germany and they're going to fly back over there and come to Grundy. So I think I love, I love seeing that on their little slot uh, that, you know, <laughs> where, where the tour fits in, but they're going to be back up here. So uh, our competitions are, are unique. We're, we we do, um, we're adding a tug of war UTV tug of war this year. So we're going to actually strap, uh, strap some guys to each other and give them loose a little game that loose stuff and let them wreck a belt or two. <laughs> uh, we got that, that event, uh, the most popular events that we have each year, we do a little short course race, uh, where it's about a, about a two minute run down through the woods. You, you'll come up through some hill climbs and go through a mud bog and that kind of thing. So it's a, it's like a little rally course race, uh, uh, that's been popular. Uh, but the, the, the two big events or the three big events that everybody loves is we do a mud bog. We got parallel mud bogs. We drag race through, we don't do, do a go through any time we put them side by side and let them go through it. And then, uh, get them about uh, mid door de- depth of water and let them have fun. Uh, that's for that hot July sun. It's always <laughs> it you know, nice to get out there and get a little bit of mud and water on you, but that's, that's been a big show for us. And then I think the first year we did it, we had like 10 people try it. And, you know, last year I think we probably had 50 machines go through. So we, we, we think that'll continue to grow. Um, and then we got a hill climb. So that, that's one thing about our terrain. We've got levels. And, and, and so we've, we've got an area that's got about 200 foot rise in elevation uh, we we last couple of years we've done a unique individual solo climb and did timing on it. This year we're letting we're we're building two parallel tracks and they're drag racing up a hill climb. So we're drag nice. racing up a sixty percent slope, about two hundred feet, and we'll just we'll just keep doing that double elimination. So that's going to be a little fun this year. Yeah, uh, that'll be cool, we, especially
0: with all the broken up rock and the ruts that get developed oh, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. It just changes every time you go up
1: it. Yeah. It's slings stuff all over the place. And you're right. There's no two rides are the same. Cause uh, you know, like you said, some loose shell on that hill climb. Uh, it's not just, just, uh, put it in low and granny it up. It's, it's give it all you got. And uh, we have drag races, uh, you know, just on the flats, we'll do about 300 foot drag race course, uh, so we've got you know trophies to be given out. and all, We're doing eight kid divisions. One thing we're doing a little bit this year too. We're doing on all those races. We're doing a motocross division. So we're doing motocross uh, short course motocross. Uh, uh, we got an obstacle course as well. there's a little difficulty climbing up some some truck tires. And when I say truck tires, I don't mean some large BFGs. Tires. I, I'm, talking, <laughs> I'm talking about mining truck tires. Uh, we've got tires that are ten foot tall, about five four foot wide. You know, we've got about ten of those laying around. So we're going to let some some of the cybersides sides try to. Maneuver Maneuver around those areas pretty good. Uh, we got we laid out some some rocks from the from the mining areas. We got some big boulders laid out so you can do some boulder crawling. Uh so, so all those events are wrapped up in a three-day side. And then at nighttime, we're gonna, you know, we we're doing the kind of the rock and roll bingo. We, you know, on Thursday night, we've got a DJ coming in and he's gonna kind of voice the whole thing over, but we're gonna have that on Thursday. And then this year we're doing something a little different. We're doing a very late night ride. So we're we're having a night ride that's not leaving till 10:30. So we're going to truly have a dark night ride yeah and that's uh, that's a little bit
0: something different because uh i believe you guys normally have a noise curfew out there or something where you're not necessarily supposed to be tearing up the mountains in the middle of the night so having the ability to to do that in that at at, at nighttime in the dark uh like i said with the the unique nature of that trail system um it, it really is very a very unique experience Especially with all those cars where you're having to see somebody go up and disappear and then go down and then disappear. Like, it, 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 that's a unique experience, just like, you know, our night rides at, at TakeOver last year with the sand dunes and stuff. It's a unique experience. It, it, this is just a different version of it. And uh, I wish I could be out there this year to, to kind of experience that because it would be so cool to see, you know, all those cars out in the mountains in the middle of the night disappearing, popping up, whips here, lights there. You know, it, it would probably be an amazing time.
1: It is, and then night rides are our most popular things that we do as group rides. Uh, you're getting it's it cooler down, but but our, you know, in our topography, is if you could just imagine the Grand Canyon with trees, that's kind of what our topography is. You know, it's a canyon system, <laughs> lots of
0: really, little uh, Grand Canyons uh, connected together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're
1: <laughs> just that's that's what they call our area as the Grand Canyon of the South. But but you do, you're right. You're you're sitting there looking over, you know, 800 foot drop, and that's what that's what's coming down. But riding that at night, kind of our pucker factor goes up quite a bit. You know, <laughs> when people get up there and test those new seats out, but. Uh, but we're having, you know, which we're going to do a real late night ride on on Thursday, and that I th- I'm looking forward to that. I think everybody will enjoy it. Um, and then again on Friday night, when we kind of start wrapping things up, we have a bonfire over at the visitor center, and then we're going to have concert. We got on um, uh, got a band that's. Uh, awesome, coming out of Hazard, Kentucky. They play '80s rock. They're they're a cover band for you know everything from Def Leppard to White <laughs> Snake and all that. And, and, and so, looking forward to them on Friday night, and then uh, and Saturday. Well, you know that's probably we'll have our biggest crowd. You know, Friday evening and Saturday we'll have a lot of people from the region come over. Right. So we've we got a lot of people that are coming in and camping and doing overnight stays. You know, we're, we're flooding out to those dry camping areas now, but and the, there's there are spots still available. So you know, you get onto our website, look for those camp spots, but. But we've we got a lot of people that have come from the region on Saturday, so they'll drive over and trailer over and and uh, bring their bring their machines up. So I and I think we'll have you know two or three thousand people up there on Saturday, uh, and it it'll, it should be a fun time. And the cool thing about you know we've got a, a you know Kawasaki is sponsoring us, Max's Tire is sponsoring us. We got a new sponsor this year called Beast Trailers. This, they're a trailer manufacturing company here in Buchanan County. They were they were a fan manufacturing company, and they started looking at the popularity, of what was going on with ATVs, and and uh, that stands for best equipment sports trailer <laughs> is what it is. It's <laughs> beast. But they started making them here and, and they making an awesome aluminum trailer and they're, they're going all over the country selling them. But, what we're going to do this year as a sponsor, everybody that buys a wristband that comes into the event is going to be entered to draw it to win that, uh, a 14 foot aluminum trailer from beast. So awesome. that's a, so it's going to be given away. You know, I don't care if five people show up or 5,000 show up. We're going to get, we're <laughs> so going to I need everybody away. to
0: stay home because I'm going to go fly over there <laughs> just for one night. <laughs> yeah,
1: But is that, that was a, that was a great thing. We got set up this year. Um, kids 12 and under get in free. Uh, it's $25 for the entire three days uh, and it gets you in concerts. I mean, the concert itself uh, for Saturday night, like I said, Goodbye June's uh, playing for us and and, and that itself is going to be a great show. And we'll, we'll wrap things up probably about midnight on Saturday night and, and, and people can stay and, on Sunday morning, kind of recover from it and then head back. But we, we really think it'll be a great opportunity, a great weekend of, uh, of collaboration. And you guys
0: have, uh, some pretty awesome food vendors out there too. Like, oh, yeah. you know, normally you go to an event and, and half the trailers are just typical, you know, fair food or whatever. And the other half are our personal family owned trucks that actually have awesome food. When we were there, uh, they were all awesome family owned truck yeah. food
1: yeah we got we got barbecue we've got you know we got wraps we got steak we've got you yeah, had catfish when i was there oh yeah catfish bites are <laughs> you know uh pig and house catfish bites are, are one of the most requested items people coming here and mike's going to be back so he'll be there uh chillers is there like i said there's just desserts and everything and we uh, michael walter brewing michael walter uh, nascar fame uh, started a brewing uh, his brewery in bristol and tennessee and they're coming up and sponsoring our beverage garden. So we're going to go down on the 25th of June down to their place and kind of do a little, little splash about mountain Mayhem uh, with them. But we're excited to have Michael Waltrip on, on board with us. and uh, and, uh, you know, we're, we've got a lot of, uh, uh, McCoy Power Sports is coming up bringing some machines, Planet Power Sports is bringing some machines up. They're coming up. Uh we got guys bringing accessories. We got uh Powerhouse Cycles comes up there. If you break down on site, you know, Powerhouse Cycles is going to be there to replace your belt. <laughs> you know, they they they're they're, they're, they're going to be our uh, unofficial pit crew uh, for the event. So, uh we got Off-Road Vixens coming up selling some uh, you know, t-shirts and and uh, next generation graphics is going to be there, so we, we've got a, a good host of, of people coming up on the on the vendor row. So y- there's going to be plenty of toys to buy. Uh, like I said, if you need tires, hold it off to to July and come up here and let us put you a set of yeah a set of thirty five Zillas on your KRX and, <laughs> and, and Yeah, and, and, on, you know, on, on your on in your fifty four inch <clears throat>
0: trail machine, you can put some thirty five stickies on there. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right, that's right. Um, but the, you know, like so, we got those guys, and it's it's been fun. We're excited to have those guys get back and and we hope to continue to grow. We we want to reach out and and the connections we've made with, uh, with industry uh, people through what the past events were, we're we're trying to build on those connections and and get back and because I think they see a unique uh, it's a unique set of people that they're going to meet here uh, to a clientele to come out to and reach out to. So yeah, so you you, need, need, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I
0: was saying you know one of the things that uh, over here on the west side and and in the Midwest and all that you know a lot of times people just focus on desert cars, desert dunes, you know all that stuff. Uh, And the East Coast, a lot of times, doesn't get the mind share because most of social media is based around Midwest to West Coast. Uh, There's a lot of money in that sport, in this sport, in that area. Um, But the East Coast does have a lot of saturation with UTVs and ATVs. And I was surprised to see how many Kawasaki's were out there. That's a big mm-hmm. brand out on the East coast. And, uh, that also includes things like CF moto and, and, uh, yeah. a lot of these different machines that over here on our neck of the woods, uh, a lot of people are like, why do they even have those? Like, let's just make them all 80 inches wide. Let's just make them all 20 inches of clearance, 40 inches of travel. Like let's just make them all big. Uh, but there's a lot of people over on the East coast that just want easily nimble carefree low maintenance like just give me a car that i can depend on to get me to work every day because i do drive it to work every day like there's that crowd out on the east coast and i i particularly enjoyed seeing the variety of cars out there um and so seeing people like kawasaki invest into this seeing people like maxis recognize that you know the customers are out here at these events and and so the the event space on the east coast is super important right like the only ones that i've ever heard of before the last year or so were all mud events down south right like you see all these guys just they're just a big party all night long for a week out in the mud out in the river whatever they're doing uh at their location uh but events like this where it's out in the woods out in the mountains showing and and showcasing the the ability of these cars and the community around it uh it's super important so it's awesome to see that uh, brands like Kawasaki are willing to uh, continue to support events like that, even though it's not necessarily an established brand or, or event space that, um, you know, travels the country or something like that. Uh, I think it's super important that the mom and pops in the, in the small event spaces get support from these manufacturers because ultimately speaking the community is going to really rally behind them it's really going to support the industry further and you guys have a lot of aftermarket guys up there you like you were saying earlier Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. about fabricators yeah. that have you know retired out of mining or out of maintenance or, or or big cats or whatever um and they're looking to the sport and saying this is something i enjoy doing this is something i enjoy building on something wrenching on um yeah. and so it's super awesome to see that a first a first time event like mountain mayhem coming together Is still going to get the eyeballs of the bigger manufacturers um, because it's really going to support the growth in the community and, and further these events down the road.
1: Yeah, you know, like we, you just mentioned, those mining companies shifting to this. We Ji uh, Fab is one of the also going to be on site, and and Johnson Industries was a mining manufacturing company here here in Eastern Kentucky, and now you know now they've got a division that basically makes cages and kickers and everything. And I I just enjoy being on these social media pages and see people in California saying I got my cage from Ji Fab, and knowing it comes from the coal fields here, just it makes us proud to start seeing that. And I and I think you're going to see more of that. I think you're going to see more individual, uh, you know. Parts, you know, and, and designers uh, keep coming out of our area. We got them in West Virginia, we got them in Virginia, got them in Kentucky, and uh, they're going to keep springing up. And 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 that that, that customization. You you talked about the different machines we have. Ago. We we do have those guys that will. They will tune up. They will do everything. They'll add everything on it to go to be able to get that machine to go 90 miles an hour. But you know, the vast majority of our trails, you're not going 90 miles an hour. So, <laughs> so that's like you said. We 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 always like that the the one that has the ability to crawl up a mule's face. That's what we want. You know, being able to go up the side of the hill, make sure it's not going to roll back off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's that, definitely that,
0: that. A, mm. a space to have the horsepower, right? But you're you're going to be yeah. going to 60 to 70 miles an hour, and as the burden mm. flies, you're only going about mm-hmm. 100 yards.
1: That, that's it. You know, we got some trails. You know, and but now one thing I will say about the trail system, you know, there are a lot of places you go in parks. You you might ride a hundred miles of trail on on five hundred acres, but now that's not what we've got. We've got about two hundred fifty miles of trail on on almost nine thousand acres. So you're getting out there. You're not just looping back and forth on yourself. So it's it's unique. So you can ride in in multi directions and and see something. It's we have enough trail system to make a multi day, you know, week long stay here worth it. You're not just sitting there digging holes in the same right. spot you know yeah you know, you're moving around so. and up
0: here in like the northwest you get on these logging roads you get on these different trails that you're mm-hmm. supposed to stay on or whatever and you know after about 1300 you know zigzags through the mountain <laughs> they all start to feel the same right, right and yeah. and like i said earlier that's what i really enjoyed about those trails was that every five seconds it was something just a little bit different a little bit more complicated a little less complicated like you just always Mm -hmm. have this variation going on and i can totally see like even going across the the road there like one side was completely different from the other side of the road uh Mm -hmm. where one side was more swoopy and, and open and when the other side was all up and down uh and so i think it's really cool i would love to you know just have more experience out there because i think that there's there's definite like areas where you might recommend somebody to go to versus other areas depending on your experience on your car um and on your adrenaline you know level if you're an adrenaline junkie so um yeah i think it's definitely cool uh and so the expand the the spearhead trail system uh is a community effort and and are you guys as a community starting to see the reward of that investment
1: Yes, we are. I mean, you're seeing homes that are around the trail system that have been empty for years. Suddenly, there's guys putting them back and making them little rental cottages. Uh, that that is causing uh, an economic growth. Uh, and one of the things we do as a community, we we estimate uh, the Virginia Park System kind of uses a number that that you know we can get. Uh, you know, about sixty-five to seventy dollars a night per non-resident visitor comes to the area. Is the impact on the community? Well, you know, we're we're sitting here just in this county, probably brought in around thirty-five thousand visitors last year coming into of trails in Buchanan County. So that you know, you see what that that does as an economic impact for buying food and gas, lodging, doing those things. And and so, yes, definitely seeing a return on it. And I think we're seeing a a, a very positive vibe out of the community to want to now showcase years ago when we first started this everybody had their own little private areas i don't want you coming right now mine that's mine but now they started seeing that i think everybody's liking the idea of it it, it uh, conglomerating into one gigantic uh, system that we can you know we can showcase and and then people like to then show off their area. <laughs> this is where I was riding when I was <laughs> right. kid. You know, this is that was a hill climb that I broke my arm on four times. You know, there's there's all those little stories going and and so now I'm seeing that happen more and more with the community. So I think it's gonna be growing. Yeah. Definitely excited about it.
0: And when I was out there uh one of the fun <laughs> quote unquote fun stories is getting there uh through some of those windy haulers and, and some of those roads and I just remember seeing semis coming up onto the pavement with trees branches sticking out of their their upper roofs and stuff like but, that, but uh, but you guys have just had uh, a big expansion on the freeway system out there, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, we're and right now the roads are the roads are getting connected in here better. Uh, I'll say don't follow GPS when you come in follow our <laughs> directions. You know if you're going to come into Southern Gap, call the office and say how do I need to come because GPS can take you on some areas where where uh, your fifth wheel may not be <laughs> the best way. But we. Have, we have four lanes within within seven miles of our property right now. Uh, probably in about two years, we're going to have four lanes within a mile of our property. So there, there's no way you know it's definitely accessible. Uh, GPS is not the best thing; it's a liar. it's
0: Google's never gone off road and it, doesn't really understand. Yeah, some yeah, of these, it these doesn't places. understand that.
1: No, <laughs> so I've uh, I've had old, old guys give us directions, you know, how to get areas, and it, you know, and it always includes a, a mining road or a gas well road, and they're like, man, I didn't. I came down the other side. And there was a gate. You know what happened? <laughs> but yeah, do you follow our directions to get in here? But we do have, you know, again, and think about where we're at. We're, we're within a, you know, a day's drive of, I think, seven state capitals. So, you know, the, yeah. the East Coast has got a great population, you know, I mean, it's where everybody's at. But you don't have to drive you know, all the way across the country to get out and experience stuff like this. You can, you know, you can come out and get there in five hours or six hours and get to us. And that that's the unique thing about our geographic location. You know, we're, we're not too far from the Northeast. We're not too far from the Midwest. We're not too far from the deep South. So, you know, they can all come in here and uh, that that's, I, I like that. And and we've seen that reach, you know, we have them from, you know, we've got sand guys from down South mud boggers from Louisiana, you know, we got, uh, uh, you know, mountain riders from Michigan, you know, back in, you know, so it's, it's a, a totally an eclectic group of riders come in and they meet and then they come back and meet up. So.
0: Yeah. That was something I took away when we visited Oklahoma last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't understand that there was people traveling from like Texas all the way up to like Minnesota and they wouldn't, blow right past oklahoma not know that there were sand dunes there right like right. It, it's super interesting to to find these little gold nuggets of writing and community uh that we can all participate with um and i like i'd like to see more of that i would like to experience more of that and, and showcase a lot more of that because uh there's so much to see and do that's the cliche right like everyone says get out go do something there's so much to see and do uh but a lot of times we limit our scope to what we see on social media which is Limited by our scope of who we follow, and so yeah. we, we kind of are living in an echo chamber of what we can and can't do with these off-road vehicles. And like when we do our our long trips on, on off-road, and we do fifteen hundred miles from border to border or whatever, uh, it really opens your eyes to what's able to be done, what's capable with these cars. Um, what you as a person are capable of doing, if you stretch yourself a little bit and take away a little bit of your creature comforts, uh, you can really find some adventure and, and I keep coming back to this community storytelling type thing, right? Like that, that mm. classic talking in the garage thing, that car club culture of, of t- telling stories and experiences that in the moment may have been awkward or, or, or troublesome or, or f- stressful. But after the fact, you're just like, wow, that was an amazing adventure that I want to do again. Um, and I think that some people could really have that experience over on the East coast and, and I'm really talking as a, as a West coaster, right? Like, um, like everybody, everybody that listens to this from the East coast are gonna be like, what are you talking about? We do this every stinking day, like, like you're crazy. Um, but there's a lot of people coming into our, into our culture, into our industry that are new. They've all the last two years, you know, sales have been record sales with a lot of the OEs inventory is hard to get like. There's a lot of new people coming into this sport and they need to know about places like this. It's not just, you know, five minutes out of town and then driving for an hour and going back home. It's like, there's adventures you can find and there's unique experiences you can find and not have to sacrifice. You can get a full service camping spot. You can get a cabin if you don't have an RV. Like there's a lot of these places that are willing to cater to you. Uh, if you're willing to look outside of your 50 mile, you know, radius of your city.
1: And and I think and the the good thing and I'll say this I don't like the good thing about COVID was, is that it, it caused people to get out of their comfort zone. The people that, the families that were used to going and standing in line at Disney World and, you know, paying through two months of, uh, of salary to buy a couple of drinks. That that those people came and said, Well, we, we want something to do. We want to get out of the house. And they came here and now I think we've arrested some of that some of that community as they, they kind of push people out to go try new things. And 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 being out here in the middle of nowhere, you know, that that's a it's got its advantages. We had we had a family when COVID started from Orlando that were staying in our campground. They were supposed to be staying for three nights and we got <laughs> ordered to shut the campground down. The only thing we could open the campground for was for, for long-term stayers, and that had to be at least 14 days. So I went and knocked on his door and was like you know, you're going to have to leave unless you want to stay. He well, we'll stay. He had his kids there. Well, their school shut down. His business shut down. We had awesome Wi-Fi. He was able to work. You know, <laughs> the kids were able to go to school online they stayed for eight and a half months, <laughs> uh, you know, so they just parked there and, and they're coming, you know, the So reason, did they, they get they chores
0: or was this like, and, just know, we, a- uh, we,
1: we, we give everybody assignments when we get them on the side there, you know, but that, that's the kind of thing that, you know, I, I do think that if everybody would step out of the comfort zone, comfort zone, as you said, and try something new, I think you'd love it. And I, uh, and I promise you this, you come to, you come to central Appalachia and meet these guys, these, these people of the culture here, you, you will remember it. And you will want to come back. You know, it's something that, you know, it's, it is for, it's, definitely uh, uh, unique and different so I, I i encourage everybody to try it
0: so uh what what does your schedule look like for you know maybe camping out there because not everybody might have the flexibility coming down during the mountain mayhem event mm-hmm. maybe they're interested on uh you know they already have time off at a different time of the year what does it look right. like to to get in as a campsite and and how can they do that
1: well, they can do that coming onto our set at www.sgadventures.com. And you can book straight there through our site. We have those cabins available and we're, we're a 20, we're a 365 days a year open campground. So we don't shut down during the winter. So we're there. Uh, we have, you know, of course we have, you know, some of our holiday times and peak times are, all, you know, probably sold out on the weekends, but check it out. You know, we, we do have some cancellations at times, but, but a lot of these guys, you know, if you take a vacation in the middle of the week, you'll come up here. You can, you can be up here and, and be by yourself with, you know, in, in this vast area uh, you will run into people but you you also uh, the guys from the more populated areas will feel like you're you, you haven't seen that many people but but yeah log on there we've got we've got our over camping available uh if we don't have camping available too we've got connections with uh with local people that have bed breakfasts through vrbo we'll put you in contact with somebody because that's how bad we want you to come into Buckingham county so if we're full you know talk to our office uh, we've got connections to people that own cabins that own houses uh, to get you in here so um, whenever you are open or available uh, make make your to vest- your destination spot make southern gap a place that you put on your bucket list because i promise you'll enjoy it so.
0: yeah and i think it's important to to remember that uh some of these adventures and vacations can happen midweek right like there's yes, so much can. uh <laughs> there's so much there's going you're on. Riding
1: on wednesdays too <laughs> <laughs> the, the interesting thing that i found
0: is that when you get out into these little areas like on a tuesday you know on a wednesday or something like that you start to see the normal people that live there and, and occupy, and you get to see a lot more culture. You get to hear a lot cooler stories and and connect with a lot more interesting people that way. But the the more interesting thing I think is is your opportunities kind of are expanded a little bit because everybody that runs the campground or the trail systems or whatever they're occupied with everybody on the weekends, right? But during the week, you have the opportunity to connect with them in, and ask, you know, where's the cool lookout? Where's the cool? Like, where, where can I really make the most of my day today? You know, and they'll tell you exactly where to go, how to get there, what to expect, what you need to take with you uh, to really have an a, a excellent uh, experience. And I think that people often overlook the fact that you can schedule during the week, right? Like you don't have to That's have right. a Friday, Saturday, <laughs> Sunday adventure. You can have a Tuesday through Friday adventure sometimes. So, That's um, right. So you guys are on social media. Obviously, you can find them at <laughs> Southern Gap uh outdoor adventure and it's not outdoors adventures it's outdoor (laughs) adventure and And i have to catch myself every time i say that Uh, uh but like you said sga adventures dot com even though it's adventure it's adventures dot com yeah yeah.
1: <laughs> so, yeah so we're yeah we're on facebook we're on uh we're on instagram we're on we even got a tiktok <laughs> so so I mean, i'm not sure exactly what i'm doing are we that, gonna but, see you dancing
0: and, and shucking <laughs> you're not and gonna see me there? dancing <laughs> that's
1: that's that's my kids you know they they get to they get to help dad with that you know so, <laughs> so but we we are trying to reach out to everybody we can you know like it share us throw us out there you know you know it, tell your friends about it i think it you know i think it's a good opportunity to come to the to come to the East. If you guys are out West, uh, I've, I've had a couple of memorable, memorable trips to your part of the country and I remember every, every part of it and, and hope you guys could do the same, come back, come to this side. So, for sure right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so uh check them out online check out the event the southern gap mountain and mayhem event is july 27th through the 30th uh this year there's ways to connect with them online on their website just go to their website it's on the right hand side uh below their logo um they have like i said like he said uh some awesome cabins if you don't have an rv and you're just looking to show up uh, that's always a good time just to go out and hike and and see the elk and and the, the beauty around the area uh there's a lot more to do uh if you want to just reach out a little bit further and drive a little further there's like he said all the different state capitals and stuff i mean you shoot you're not too far from nashville either so uh no, no. you can go and experience <laughs> that uh, along the way uh there's a lot to, d- to do out there and a lot of people like i said there's if you're like me and you like talking to these guys that have lived life and have a little bit of uh, storytelling streak in them uh you can basically occupy your entire vacation with just that so uh get out there have some fun uh the events this july so we're not too far away from that uh start planning now and uh until the next time guys enjoy your weekend and then peace